probably more than we would care to discuss or think about, but it's real. And I've been wanting to do this episode for a while, but I'm going to be honest. I haven't really wanted to go there. Like as far as even thinking about all the things that have happened since becoming a mom to my son and when things started to change. So I realized that it's really important to talk about that me just keeping that at bay and buried isn't serving a purpose. And I need to offer some hope for moms that are new to this. And I want to tell you how you can approach it and deal with the ignorant people that are sort of inevitable in life and how not to go to prison while doing so. (laughs) Let's do this. Hey, Courageous Mom, I want you to know that you are so brave, raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. Now, you've probably heard the saying that goes, I wouldn't change my child for the world, but I changed the world for my child. And I feel that so much, especially when it comes to dealing with ignorance around my child. And I'm going to be completely honest that I may get very emotional during this episode because I have definitely seen our fair share of ignorance when it comes to my son. And we have, I've talked about how we have moved from a district that just wasn't the right fit for my son. Now, I am not saying that there weren't incredible teachers and incredible people within that district, but all in all, we had a great deal of issues. And one of them was when my son first went to kindergarten. Now he did kindergarten twice. And his first school, the parents, it was, it's actually mind blowing for what happened. But he was in the integrated class there. And there were parents that were asking for my son to be removed from the class, um, because they didn't want their son or daughter to pick up my son's bad habits. And as a parent, and this is the first time that he's going to kindergarten and it was a new school and he was out of his safe little preschool, as a parent to see that and to feel that, feeling so unwanted, I it was I it was a feeling that I can never ever explain. And I never 
want to feel that. Again, I knew that at that moment. But unfortunately, we have definitely felt that way again. Yes, we are in a better place now, but I'm sure that not all will be perfect in every day of life going forward. However, this pandemic, that is the only positive thing, is it has cut down on my fears and, and has definitely lessened the amount of ignorance or opportunities for ignorance because we do not leave the house ever. So that is probably the only plus side of being stuck in the house. But going back to what we have dealt with in the past with both parents and children alike, and as well as, as administration and not feeling like he was wanted and that he was just nothing but a nuisance. And while they had some amazing teachers and specialists there, they just did not provide the resources for that talent that they held there. So when you don't have the correct programs, a child is not going to thrive. They are not going to succeed. And a child like my son, who is very perceptive, but struggles to communicate when he's anxious he's going to he's going to start bolting and acting outside of himself and if i go back to that kindergarten experience his first one it was very clear that a lot of the children and parents maybe even some of the administration because he was not really verbal they took that as a lack of intelligence and that he really wasn't aware of what was going on around him but but they couldn't be more wrong because he was just taking it all in. And I will have to say that if my son does not like you, I trust his judgment because he has a very strong sense of who people are right off the bat. And when he does not take to someone, there really is no redeeming yourself because he definitely has a great sense about these things. And once his mind is made up, that is pretty much it. And so in the same token, when he loves somebody right off the bat, that also speaks volumes and says a lot to me about who they are. And I trust that. And it's funny because the people that he tends to love within our circle are absolutely great people who, when they talk to him, they speak to him as they would anybody else. And he picks up on that and recognizes that. And that's the way that it should be. So going back to that kindergarten experience, he picked up on everything going on around him. And I had these parents reach out to me via Facebook and ask me things that they really had no right to ask me. But obviously they felt like they were entitled to ask me these questions. And that was just another part of the problem. So not only were they essentially bullying my child with their actions, they definitely were not holding back with me and bullying me, I think in hopes that I would just accept what they were asking for and have my child removed from the integrated class, which was supposed to be integrated. Um, and apparently they were upset that it was integrated and they didn't get asked if they would be part of the integrated classroom. So, and let me just clarify, it wasn't solely my son that they were targeting. There were a couple of other children that were also being treated 
the same way. But every parent handled it differently. And I definitely think that I had more up against me because I was more in their face in the sense that I was not about to be strong armed to not attend certain events. And I certainly was not going to remove my son from the integrated classroom like they really hoped that I would. And that year was incredibly uncomfortable. And I was constantly put in awkward situations. But like I said, I was sure as heck not going to back down or let them intimidate me or my family. But though I may have acted strong and like it didn't bother me, I assure you, I cried so much that year and it was incredibly tough. And anytime I did attend a holiday classroom event, it was just so completely full of tension and so uncomfortable. And I would leave that, leave many days and honestly, just bawl my eyes out. And it was a constant reminder because we lived in a community with all of these people in the same city and we'd run into each other often or in the same circles. So I was also now forced to forgive, to not hold a grudge because it was completely tearing me apart inside. And then it came to now my daughter is in school with these parents, other younger children. And I had to learn how to interact in, in that environment because it was hard to see these parents who really did not want my son around their children be completely okay with my daughter because she's neurotypical. And she was, in, she was then getting invited to their birthday parties. So I was tested on so many levels with this. And I prayed to God a lot on this one. I prayed for guidance on how to deal with the situation because honestly, I just wanted to fight them. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to lie about it. Um, I, there were points where I probably daydreamed about it and daydreamed about just losing my mind and losing my cool and completely letting it all out. But I knew that that was not going to help the situation. And I will tell you that I am incredibly proud of myself for handling it the way that I did. But I honestly couldn't have done it if I wasn't taking the time to sit there and pray and really think about my son and my children and what I want them to see when they see me handling and dealing with ignorance face to face. I get the feelings of rage that you may feel when confronted with a completely ignorant human being. I get those emotions and the urge to want to react because there have been a couple of incidents that I probably could have handled myself a little bit better, but I was so emotional about other things and you just caught me on a bad day and I'm human. So I do get the emotions that you would feel and the want 
to physically cause harm to somebody. But again, we really do need to refrain from prison time because our kids need us. So keep that in mind. But the biggest thing for me in dealing with people has been to remind myself to stay calm, to try to take the opportunity to educate them in the nicest way possible. But I do find and realize that some people might slip up. They have no intention to hurt anyone. They didn't mean anything behind it. And, you know, I have heard the R word, and I hate that word. Um, so so I, I'm sure that many, many of you are familiar with the R word. I'm sorry, I just cannot say it. But I feel like many people have used the R word as an ad adjective to describe something silly, stupid, crazy. And in people that I love using that word, I will take the opportunity to explain to them how to a parent like myself and to other parents and people that have a cognitive disability that is really offensive. And they usually are so awesome and say, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I meant nothing by it. It's just a bad habit. And they recognize it. And I recognize that there was no ill intention. It's a word that people have definitely used as an adjective, you know, for silly and stupid or crazy. And I will definitely not hold back to remind others that find some other words to describe what you're feeling beside that one word. And do some people think that I need to relax a bit? and that I'm taking it a little bit too seriously. Yeah, sure, but I also don't care. So as parents to our children that can be faced with ignorance from time to time, how do we handle it going forward? And I think a big important piece to it all is to be open and honest with people because I believe that helps increase awareness and education. Now, I know that not everyone is always going to be as open as some might say that I am because everyone handles things differently. But I will say that for me personally, when I started talking about it and just being more open about my son's diagnosis, and what he needs and what his struggles may be. Again, to a certain point, I don't disclose absolutely everything out there because I do obviously want to maintain his dignity, but I do share some of the struggles because I do think it's important for other people to try to understand. And because I think there are so many people that, that love us, that love our family, that love our son, and they also want to try to understand. And I've had many people tell me that they really am so appreciative of the fact that I have been open and honest because it's helped them to understand somebody else in their child's class or in their neighborhood. And so with that, I find that awareness definitely helps. And, and people will say, oh, there's plenty of autism awareness. And yes, yeah, you hear a lot about autism, but where's that acceptance piece? And we still need to work on that. And I really truly believe that working on the inclusion piece within your local community 
communities, whether it's a Best Buddies program or other events in the community that have accommodations for those with disabilities, I think that really makes a statement that in this community, we accept all. And I think that's a place to start because not everyone, not every child is going to get the lesson or the proper example of how to love and respect every human on this planet, clearly. So I do believe that offering opportunities for inclusion and promoting acceptance, then those children that may not be getting that example at home are hearing about it and seeing it out in the community and in their schools. Because as parents, we do have to realize that we cannot control everyone out there in the world, but we can control ourselves we can try to control our emotions as best as we can in the heat of the moment, but we may not be able to control them, but we know we can always try to control our response because we do have to realize that some people just do not know how to treat others with respect. And that goes for everyone, whether they have a disability or not. And some people just simply don't understand. They've never dealt with it. And for example, maybe you have a parent and the grandparents, it was a different world back when I was younger. And I feel like sometimes my parents have definitely acted as if more at the beginning, not so much now, but at the beginning when my son was first diagnosed, I feel like it was more like, oh, you know, he, he understands. You just have to be strict with him. And I remember that used to infuriate me because they truly just didn't understand. And I think that's when you have to take the time to tell them that they do need to learn more about autism or the disability that your child has so that they can educate themselves on their grandchild and to understand that it's not just a discipline thing. This is a true disability in something that is not easily fixed with a timeout. And I think if you're ever in that situation, if you remain calm and you're genuine and you're sincerely trying to explain and get the point across that your child struggles in this way and that you would really appreciate it if they took the time to do a little bit more reading and go as far as to get them some books or guide them to a resource website that you think would be helpful to them and that they could relate with and actually read. But I think the other important thing that we have to remember is whether our child is verbal or not, when they are faced with ignorance and they may not be able to express how they're feeling, but you know very well that they have understood what has happened and what was said, then I think it's important to address it with your child. And obviously, if you have a child with autism, I understand that the spectrum is wide and your child may not be able to have a back and forth conversation about it. I don't know that my son would be able to because I tried to talk to him about his diagnosis just this past summer before he headed into middle school. And while I'm certain he heard me and understood the words, I he did not let me in on what his thoughts were in regards to it. And he certainly didn't ask me any questions. Well, he did ask me questions after, but they were all about movies. 
<laughs> so, yeah, kind of like when my husband tried to talk to him just about maturing and puberty. And <laughs> after my husband has this conversation with him, he's like, do you have any questions, buddy? And my son proceeded to ask him a question about Thomas the Tank Engine. So, yeah, good talk. <laughs> But that's my point, is that there may be some kids who will be able to have questions about it. And my son may come down when I least expect it one day and have a bunch of questions for me. And I hope and pray that I'm ready. But when I say to talk to them about it, if you can't have the conversation, then immediately make sure they know how incredible they are. Make sure they get how awesome they are. And not just for someone with autism or a disability, just because they are just awesome as a human being in this world that has a purpose, that makes you smile, that you adore. We cannot shield our children, although I would absolutely love to. And as I mentioned, this pandemic has definitely allowed me to have more of a shield and keep them in that bubble away from ignorance and awful people. The world can definitely be harsh, but I think if we give our children the tools the best that we can and to help increase and instill confidence in them so that they know that they're amazing and you are amazing because I know that you love your children so much and sometimes it feels like they might not even and understand how much you love them. Because I know with my son, I will say, I love you, buddy. Or do you know how much mom loves you? He just says yes. And does he really? Does he really get how hysterical I think he is? Does he get how I am so in awe over how his brain works? And that in many instances, I want to be more like him. And I also think that the world, people should be more like him in general. He is so honest. And he just does his thing. <laughs> he, with no apology, he is just himself. And I don't ever want that to change. People may think he's odd. People may call him weird, and they have. But thankfully, that still has not stopped him. But how many of us could say that? How many of us have been criticized? People have passed judgment on us, and we just completely crumbled into a ball and stopped doing what we enjoyed doing because <laughs> people made a comment. Oh, not my son. And I hope, like I said, I hope it always stays that way. But I will do everything in my power to make sure that he is reminded on the daily that he is amazing. So no, we cannot change this world. Well, not immediately, but we can make a difference in the world to try to educate others and to make the world a better place for our children. Whether it's about increasing awareness by talking about your child's disability more openly, as well as being happy to answer any questions that you can that people may come to you about. And you can also look for ways to increase opportunities within your community and your schools, promote acceptance and inclusion. And then finally, it's just working on forgiveness for those that may say something ridiculously hurtful, whether it be by accident or just because they are truly not a nice person. But doing those things helps us to make a difference in the world. So if you want to continue this conversation, 
conversation and have some input or something you want to share, then I would love to hear from you. And I would love it if you joined us in the Courageously Mom community over on Facebook, trying to build community in there where women can lean on each other and offer support as well as laughs to help us get through the tough days and to also celebrate the great things and the progress. And if you found this helpful at all, would you do me a favor and leave a review, subscribe, and share? I would really greatly appreciate it in trying to help as many moms that I can because I know that having a community and a support group to lean on when you need it in those really tough stretches and like I said just someone to celebrate with you the things that might seem little to others I want to be here to do that so until next time I am sending you so much love and want to remind you that you've got this Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.